I was a producer, an actor, director in Hollywood, a man after power, finding himself in Luciferianism, trying to become my own god until everything came crashing down. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about Luciferianism and how followers of this religion view Lucifer, depicted in the Bible as a devil, as a symbol of enlightenment and power. And today, we will have Carl Wyant, who is heavily involved in Hollywood, and he will tell us of his journey through many religions that eventually led him to Luciferianism. And he will shed some light on his beliefs in the past. Carl, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a privilege and an honor to be here. Carl, man, it's such an honor to have you on our show. I mean, coming to know you, your life has changed so radically. And you were a very powerful person in the natural and supernatural. Now, tell me a little bit about this Luciferianism that attracted you so much in your life at a time when you're a follower of that religion. Yeah, so I didn't start off wanting to become a Luciferian. Now, I knew about Lucifer, but I didn't think of following Lucifer, right? When I was young, yeah. I was raised Catholic, so I knew Mm. the differences between God and Lucifer and so forth. Though I didn't believe it, I just knew the dynamics. Interesting. But as I got older, and you know, I was an atheist, and as I went on a spiritual journey for the next, I would say, 13 years of my life, it became more apparent to me that all the religions were basically kind of aiming towards Luciferianism. Wow. Yeah, which is becoming a god upon the world, you know, to become really? your own powerful person. Absolutely. So you have power over the natural and the supernatural. Wait a minute. So you are like basically in this moment in your life, you are believing like you're trying to become God yes. over like just your environment or like to become the God. Mostly over your environment, but I would assume the further deeper you go into, the more power that you get, the more that you start realizing and thinking you are a God. Wow. Oh my gosh. Now, let me ask you a question. As a Luciferian, how did you personally view other religious groups such as Christians? Laughable. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because religions outside of a lot of Eastern religions are very ritualistic. Mm. They get passed down mm. right in their culture. Right. So there's no spiritual element that permeates that. There's no spirit there. It's just a physical representation and worship of God. But there's no spirit in it. Whereas Luciferianism is all spiritual. It's all about aligning yourself in the spirit so you can attain the power in the spiritual realm and bring it into this earthly realm. And so everything else that doesn't fit that just, you know, it's laughable. So basically you were like laughing. You didn't like Christians then. Oh, no, no, no. I never use the word, but I really hated Christians. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of reasons for it, but yeah, ultimately just was not a fan of them. Now, I understand you had some out-of-body experiences as a Luciferian called astral projection. What is that and what were you using to do it? So astral projection is essentially your spirit leaving your body. Whoa. So as we all know, there are three stages to who we are. There's the physical body, 
you've got the soul part of the body and then yeah. you've got the spirit body. So it's the body, it's the soul, it's the spirit. Right. And so astral projection is the ability to leave your body, this physical body and enter into the world of the spirit mm. in which both the realm of the earth and the realm of the spiritual realm kind of come together Wow. And you can roam freely and through a spiritual way versus a physical way. So there's no limitation, essentially, is what it is. Now, is that considered the enlightenment part that's, you know, found while following the paths of Lucifer? Because I know that that's a big belief in that is finding this enlightenment. Is that what that means is to kind of exit the body and come into the spiritual world? So enlightenment ultimately is attaining the consciousness of God. Wow. In your daily conscious being. The astral projection is almost like a vehicle or a platform in which you can utilize the practices of whatever it is that you're practicing and you can bring it into the spiritual. Because ultimately, the earth is a manifestation of the spirit. So what we see mm. on the earth, it's happening in the spirit. Mm. And so when you're walking through the spiritual realm, depending on the kind of heart that you have, you're creating certain things to occur in the spirit in hopes that it will come through in the third dimension, if that makes sense. That's crazy. So this is, you know, what you're following in this time, but it wasn't always that way. When you were younger, before you followed anything, I understand you were bullied a lot and that left you feeling like you didn't have any power to protect yourself. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So growing up during the 80s and 90s, you know, things were a little bit different from New York originally, and though it is diverse, especially now, but we go 30 plus years back, right. it was a little different back then. <laughs> and so me being, you know, Hispanic, Colombian, and Italian, oh. I'm a little bit of a darker complexion. And so okay. I got bullied a lot, you know, and I was also very nerdy, oh. very artistic, and, you know, I was very shy and that kind of thing. And yeah. for whatever reasons, you know, kids wanted to pick on me and it just got wow. progressively worse. So by the time I got into high school, I mean, things got pretty serious, you know, a lot of blood, a lot of stuff. And, oh, geez. And it just, yeah, it started developing a hatred towards people. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately what grew in my heart is suddenly this, like, I have to prove myself now. I see. And that became my driving force, my motivation, the why behind my heart and everything that I did shortly after that. Wow. And I understand you became an atheist before you ever sought out any spirituality. Yes. Now, what do you feel caused that first step for you? How did you travel to becoming an atheist? Was it because of the bullying or what happened? It was a combination of things. So ultimately what really got me was my grandmother. She was, I would say like my second mother and we had lost her. She died in her early sixties, oh. very young of stomach cancer. And I loved her with all my heart. And she was an angel. Like, trust me, this woman, oh my goodness. She was like an angel on the earth. Oh. She wouldn't hurt anything. She was sweet. She was always smiling, just full of joy. She loved Jesus. Yeah. And she would actually walk two to four miles two times a day, every day to just go to church. Wow. And so when she died, I suddenly like, well, God, you know, if you are who you say you are, why would you let somebody so incredible go? And I think that becomes the beginning seed that starts growing in a lot of atheists' hearts. Like, how is such a quote-unquote loving God allowing bad things happen to good people right. and the reverse, right? Hey, I know and then, it. Yeah. And we all experience that to some degree. Yeah. And so it started from that point, and then things didn't make sense to me. 
So I always loved astronomy. I loved physics. I'm a person who's very mm. curious of the world that I live in. And then early on, I would probably say around 1718 is when I really discovered quantum physics. And I started mm. like really looking into it. It was really interesting. I was always interested in the macro universe, but then it was like, there was this whole nother universe in the micro. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that theory. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's mind blowing. And as an artist, I appreciate it. So that uh, yeah. became, I guess, my religion was science because ultimately wow. it gave me an explanation of the world that I live in versus what the Bible says about things, you know? Right, right. But then I understand as an actor, you went to India yes. for an acting job, but it changed you away from being an atheist. How did that happen? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a very interesting time. It was an amazing <laughs> time. I mean, at this point, I'm probably in my early 20s, 21 or 22. And okay. I'm in LA. I moved from New York to Los Angeles. It's my fourth day in California. I'm shot in my knee. I mean, I'm going through just all kinds of chaos. Yeah. And I'm just trying to make ends meet. So out of nowhere, I get this opportunity to go do this film in India. And I go, and, you know, I am an atheist. I do not believe in anything else besides the things that I see. Right. And while I'm out there, things started capturing my interest, my curiosity. Hmm. We were in Uti, which is the southeast of India, where all the tea estates and the palaces are. It's beautiful. It's up in the mountains, like in the rainforest. It's just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And every morning, the village would come together and they would burn eucalyptus oil or some sort of incense in unison, and they would start chanting at like the wee hours of the morning. Oh, wow. And it intrigued me because I'm like, I've never seen this before. You know, coming from Western right. civilization, there's no such thing as that. The closest thing is maybe church, but even that, people are fighting. You know, no one's <laughs> actually coming together and doing this. So it was very interesting. So, so you got interested in it, Carl, right? Yeah, exactly. Curious Me goes down and starts talking to people and meeting people. Carl, let's stop there because I want to have you on our next show to describe how on earth you went from being a Luciferian to becoming a Christian and why you even did that. So, Carl, man, you're great. I'm looking forward to having you with us again. Thank you so much. Awesome. Don't leave. I'd like to share a few thoughts with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Now, you may find it interesting that Luciferianism is kind of a twist on things trying to convince mankind that God and Christianity is evil, while Lucifer is really the good guy set on a path to enlighten people to help them become their own gods. But isn't this like the devil? You see, ancient writings in the Bible reveal something about Lucifer. It is written about him in Isaiah 14, 13-14. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. 
I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. You see, Luciferianism isn't something new as some might believe. It's the same storyline where Satan thinks he is God and that he will ascend higher than God. This is the devil's primary goal of his existence. And Luciferianism is literally stating that, but going one step further. It's offering to mankind this sort of interesting liberty message. It exalts Lucifer as the hero and the God of the Bible as a villain. (laughs) But you know, that's what a lot of people who are villains do. They say, I'm the victim and I'm really the hero, but they're not. The truth is we're already made in the image of God and we're not called to be our own gods. We are called to be saved by God. And Satan is simply trying to get others to commit the same sin as him. That's really what's going on. And what's a sin? It's to try to become their own God. It's amazing how God redeemed Carl from this thinking, and he's doing it even right now. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for us right now that instead of trying to make our own destinies come true, let us, Lord God, fall into your destiny. Let us be saved by you so that we can be made whole, that you have a better destiny for us. We receive you, Lord Jesus, and we believe in you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at awakeningdonations.com. That's awakeningdonations.com. See you next time.